Welcome to Recharge the Soul Show, a place where we aspire to take our tips and tools we teach in our mind, body, and soul recharging women's retreats and put them in this here podcast. You're wanting to up-level, uplift, and shift into a constant flow state of joy, then you came to the right space. And we are your hosts. She's my daughter, Bailey. And she's my mom, Ann, aka the Shaman Mom. We could not be more grateful to have you here with us. And we hope you enjoy. Hi, everyone. I am here. This is Ann with my beautiful daughter and co-host. Hello, everybody. This is Bailey, the other half of Recharge Your Soul podcast. And we are actually recording from Bali, which is just, I have to tell you, this has been a wild journey to get here in Bali again after, gosh, a long-awaited wait. We've had this on our minds and on our bucket list for such a long time. And the villas that we're going to be going to tomorrow and that the ladies are going to be staying in, I actually rented them when Bailey was living in Bali and three years ago. It was mm-hmm. actually four years ago. It was 20, 2019 when we picked the villas out and rented them, had these big dreams of having all these ladies come, and uh, they were full. We had we had three retreats that were completely full, and then the world shut down. And believe it or not, they held on to these villas for us, which is, we did lose one of them. But we did keep the one that we're going to be staying in tomorrow is... Um, and for the ladies is actually going to be the one that we rented three years later. And Bailey, how do you feel about that? Oh my God. So many emotions, honestly, it's been, it's been a lot of ups and downs, you know, as far as just trying to wrap my head around a lot of things being back, obviously major amount of gratitude, major amount of gratitude and, and just, it feels so surreal because I want to explain that for the longest time when Bali shut down and over the years, we, we kept thinking that, you know, within a couple of months, we'll be able to go back to Bali. And the thing with Bali is Bali um, stayed closed for a very, very long time. I think they're one of the last really countries to open and but they have a lot of strict rules to come in. They did for a long time, um, but we figured out a, a way to get in. And and so, yeah, but the thing is for probably the last year, I think that we've, without saying it out loud, you and I both kind of came to peace with the fact that we may never come to Bali. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and when I was living here in Bali, I mean, I've been to Bali a couple of times now and the first time was, it just, it completely shifted me. Like Bali will always hold such a, a sacred spot in my heart because it has the things that have happened here and the memories and um, have completely changed the whole direction of my life. And we'll be talking about hopping timelines in this, but I completely hopped a timeline when I first came to Bali and, Mm -hmm. and in a lot of ways, like I've talked about, um, and if you're new here, I used to live with my ex-partner here and he was the one that showed me Bali. We came and visited for the first time in, uh, 2018 and then decided to move here together in at the end of 2019 and we're going to live here. And so he really, you know, showed me a lot of how to, to move about and how to create things in other countries and how possible it was and showed me so much that I just, yeah, I've had so many just unforgettable moments here. And, and when we left, you know, obviously we broke up during the pandemic later on when, after coming back, but when we left, we thought we were going to be back in a month. Like I kept a dresser full of clothes here. I had a dog. And so to be returning three years later and for all the things that have happened and to, to really like to walk the streets that I used to walk three years ago and have my mom on the back of the scooter, which 
when I lived here, I remember thinking like, man, I would, I love riding the scooter here. It's so fun. Mm -hmm. Isn't it mom? Yeah. It's so much fun. It's so fun. And so I remember being like, you know, riding it around three years ago and being like, I can't wait to have my mom in the back of my scooter and to show her Bali. And, and, and then I finally, I think I realized that when I got here, when I first landed, how much I had put in all of those memories and all those emotions that I had held here in Bali, how much I had put them in a box. And I hadn't really, I mean, I've been to therapy over it because it was pretty traumatizing for me Mm -hmm. for a long time to, to come to the fact that, you know, to let that dream go, Mm -hmm. you know, and that was a really special dream to me. So, um, you know, you, you think you can do all the therapy in the world, but you don't realize how much it's been so eye opening for me. And so, um, just what a, a learning lesson, how much our, our minds and our bodies really do store so much because it was the weirdest thing when we got off the plane and I could smell, you'll notice if you've ever been to Bali or if you ever come to Bali, they, they light offerings here. It's a very spiritual, um, religious place and you'll see offerings everywhere temples and it smells like incense everywhere and that smell hit me and it was like just a floodgate of emotions and of memories that I had not touched Mm. in so long and it was just so oh man it was so surreal like to Mm -hmm. to feel safe enough to go into those memories, knowing that I could come back. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Like I, oh, I yeah. shut down those memories because I wasn't sure I was, I would ever be able to come back here. And that was too painful for me to, to believe. So yeah, being here has been so healing for me on so many levels and to recreate memories here and to have my mom here and have recharge come, you know, and bring ladies here to experience Bali. We'll get into so much of all the things we've been up to, but yeah, it's just Mm -hmm. been, I went off on a little tangent, but it's just been so powerful to be back here. And I want to add in one last thing also is that I've really noticed how much, and I hate to say this, but because I hate to call it work, because I think it's just the natural unfolding of healing whenever you're you're open to it. But I've realized how much I've grown in these three years just because of my mindset. Even like I was explaining to my mom when we were on the beach and I remember physically being on that beach and I had so much anxiety running through me constantly for multiple reasons. And I had not noticed how much anxiety I had during that point in my life. Until I came back and I really have worked on my mindset and the way that my take care of my body and my nervous system. I've nurtured all these really big components of how I walk through this world and how I perceive this world and the lens that I look through and the awareness that I have that's going on inside. And it's just so crazy how much I've noticed that shift and finally kind of pat myself on the back for all the work that I've done by coming back here and being like, wow, my mind, my, my perception is completely different because I remember the emotions that I used to walk with when I was on the beach here. Yeah. Just so much growth. It's almost like what you were explaining it to me as if it was a dream and that you were like, it, it, it didn't, so it didn't really give you the full opportunity to really step in and do the complete healing process and you know it just seemed like that was kind of a dream when you were here and now Uh, here we are and we're we're running around and experiencing so many amazing things I mean I have had some crazy experiences like the monkey, the monkey jumping on me. Oh my gosh. I, we went, not letting go. We went to the monkey <laughs> sanctuary, the monkey forest, which is, we'll take all of our ladies to when they come. And I had been there once before. And I personally do not like monkeys. Not a big fan. Don't trust them. Don't like them. They're, <laughs> I understand people think they're cute, but they're, so there is this monkey, like this monkey forest is basically full of monkeys. And you walk through this forest and you just, see the monkeys and 
and there was this big <laughs> monkey, big old monkey, <laughs> that was sitting on top of the rail. And I was like, uh-uh, I don't trust that one. Mm-hmm. And then my see my mom start to pull out her phone. I was like, mom, not that monkey. And she just keep continues. I think you were already just in motion. So you just were going for it. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I just kept walking because I just couldn't see what happened. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> I hear my mom screaming. And I turn around and there's this big crowd of people around her. And so I heart through all the people. And I'm spitting around. Mom, and this big monkey's attacking attached to her I'm like oh no he wanted my he wanted my fanny pack so bad and I was like you can't have it I was trying to shake him off but he was was like tenacious tenacious. I like waved at him so he find and my mom you did something too so between the both of us he jumped off and I I like I didn't hiss at him but I like I made a noise at him and waved him away and then he just his back at me and showed all his teeth and I just grabbed my mom's arm I'm like we're going we're leaving (laughs) there's just so so, that was that was such a a funny experience I actually like monkeys even after being attacked by a monkey I I think they're fascinating creatures and I love how they groom each other actually on the way over here side note is I watched I watched this show on um, animals and how they create tribe and community. And one of the one of the stories that they were talking about was the tribe of monkeys and how they really um, take care of each other and nurture one another. So it was really it was fun to, to see that. But it was not yeah. it was not fun to have a monkey jump on me and then not get off of me. I mean, I was like spitting and he would he would not let go of me. Well, he apparently like, you're not supposed to look him in the eye. And we didn't know this. We did not realize this. But apparently, mom looked <laughs> started eye. running at me. That's, yeah. what he, that's what he started running at me. So oh. that was that was pretty interesting. But we've had some some amazing experiences. I think I'd like to know what your favorite experience was, and I think you know what mine was. But I'm going to share here is going to the the um, Holy Springs. I I say Titra Empule, but how do you pronounce that, Bailey? Um, Turta, 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 and Pule, and it's the holy waters, and they were over by Obud, and I was just, I wasn't going to do it at first, and then I was, I was just going to take pictures for a Bailey, and then I thought, you know, I really need to experience this. I was just feeling really called, um, really just like by my higher power to do it, and then we found out that from our guide, we actually hired a guide because there's a whole process of going through prayer and asking for, um, to be relieved of anything that's, that's in your mind, that's keeping you stuck, like could be anger or jealousy or anxiety or fear or doubt. And then, so there's, and then there's also a cleansing process, healing for the body. And then also you can make wishes. So it's a three through, there's three pools with these, beautiful sacred fountains and we posted on our stories so if any and and on our um, social media so if you want to go look at those we're wearing these beautiful green sarongs that they that they they actually have have you wear because you're supposed to wear things that honor honor your um connection to your to the gods and to um your higher power it was really empowering i thought and honoring the temples. Yeah, you have to sit so be so amazing. If you if you're walking to any temples here, you have to they'll normally hand you a sarong at the beginning if you're not covering because you have to be covered and yeah, it's mm-hmm. a way to respect um, mm-hmm. the temples and the gods and so yeah, really beautiful. Yeah, the ceremony when they gave us the incense and the little basket full of offerings with all the flowers in it. Mm-hmm. And you take one of the flowers and you put it behind your ear and then you pray. You So you sit and you pray and then you go enter into the temple and then you actually go into the water and um, and everything is in threes. And, and everybody who's been listening to our podcast knows how I feel about three. There's a, It's like the Holy Trinity. Everything is in threes. So you 
you dunk your head three times, you gargle with the Holy Springs three times, and um, you go from one fountain to the other. So it's not just three fountains. I think the first one was 10 mm-hmm. fountains. And then what, then how many was it, Bailey? Then did we do? Then it was three. And then it was, then it was three, one. The last one was the healing one where you ask for healing from, you know, anything that's kind of been weighing on you. And then you make the wish within that one too. The last one was a super long line. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was like the Mac daddy one. Mac daddy one. And it was, but it was just really incredible. So we've been here. What we did was Bailey and I came a week early because it's been a while since Bailey's been here. So we wanted to get the lay of the land and mm-hmm. really walk through all the experiences and see what where we wanted to take the ladies. So we went to Uluwatu on the scooter. And so um, Bailey's been driving me around, which has been super fun. I have been attempting to learn to drive a scooter. And I'm going to tell you, I can drive a scooter no problem. I practiced turning. I practiced all the things, but the traffic here in, in Semnyak and in Chengdu is just crazy. So I decided that I would no longer want to learn how to drive. I would, if I, we were going to be here a while and I was going to live here, I would definitely learn how to do it, but it's just too much pressure on me right now to learn all that. And I think Bailey, you were relieved. I was a little bit relieved. At first, I was like, yeah, that'd be good for a mom to learn how to ride a scooter. And then I saw her ride a scooter in traffic. We attempted <laughs> once. And, and I was like, ah, shit. Like, I am, I would be, I understand, like, you know, it, it's just like a certain flow here that you, you naturally learn. When I learned how to ride a scooter, um, I took lessons here. This one lesson, this little the Balinese man met me in a parking lot out near the rice fields and he we went around the parking lot and then he took me out on the street and and so I really got like good lessons I tried my best to teach mom like while we we're riding I would give her little pointers like when she's behind me so she could on my back of mine so she can kind of see what was going on but yeah it's different when you're on a motorbike it it can be a little bit jarring I guess yeah, I said now I'm very comfortable on the back of one. At first, I, I Bailey said I was really clenching pretty hard because you have to kind of weave in and out, and if you unless you want to get stuck behind the big trucks. And so, anyhow, so it's I know best. she, I know she would start to get nervous because my mom does this thing, and same with my brother Hunter. I've noticed is when they get nervous, they start to hum, and so <laughs> we'd be she'd see traffic coming up, and so I'd start, you know kind of weaving around and trying to get through it. And it, she would just start, I would hear her start humming, humming behind me. <laughs> and I was like, are you nervous? And she goes, yeah, but I'm okay. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so we, um, so we went and looked at the, we went over to Chengdu and looked at the villa and it's gorgeous. The ladies are coming soon. They'll be here on Friday and today is Wednesday. And then we had one of our compadres, one of our, Helpers fly in today. She actually got here today. So we're going to take her to the spa that we're going to be taking the ladies to on the last day when they do retail therapy. There's just, there's so much to do here. I am really, I mean, we're just tapping the surface, Bailey, with all the things that there are to do, to do here. But we want to give you a little overview. We'll be doing um, another podcast before we leave here because we are here for one month, but we wanted to give you a little overview before um, we dive into timeline hopping because I need to share with you something that happened um, before before we even knew that we were going to be absolutely one hundred percent able to come to Bali. We I just we started thinking about you know what would be the best timeline for everybody involved. So we this is in February of this year so that uh, this is a we're in April right now so it was just a couple of months ago and we've been here in Bali for one week but I moved two weeks ago to Idaho so I literally packed up everything with my husband we've been in that same house for seven years we have not moved so it was quite the process and we decided we were going to move in February so we went and looked at so February we're in Sedona at one of our retreats and my husband, he just grew up in the Pacific Northwest. He loves it up there. 
he on a whim he looked at went online and just looked up coaching uh, football jobs and Bailey brought up this really great point, which I thought was so fascinating. He's in his Saturn return because he's four years younger than me. So he's 58. He is in his Saturn return. And he decided, you know, I'm just going to see if I feel like he hasn't coached football for years. And he decided he wanted to coach again. He grew up playing football. He played at Washington State. He's been coaching is in his blood. Football's in his blood. But he got frustrated with all the politics involved in California football, to tell you quite honestly. And he just was like, I'm just done with this. This isn't fun anymore. I just feel like I'm not not coaching football anymore. This is just not what I signed up for. So he, he had decided to opt out. So he did. And, of course, we always support each other. But then he thought, you know, if we're looking at going to Idaho – Got the job and we decided that we were going to go once we got back from Sedona. I got tickets that said, Hey, let's go to Sedona. We did. So Bailey hopped on board. We all went up there. And then two weeks later, we're moving. It is wild. So we had a yard sale. We, and then Bailey, we went on a trip a week later, and Bailey and Levi and I all went to um, Las Vegas. She got a place. And so, so then we fast forward. I'm in San Francisco with Bailey and we're coming to Bali. Well, we meet because I fly from Las Vegas right now and she flies from Idaho and we meet in San Francisco. It's the beginning of our trip to Bali. And I get off the plane and I am feeling so out of sorts. I I know that we went through this huge, I don't know, it was kind of like a, time warp because I went through so many changes so fast and we were in Idaho. I love Idaho, but I'm going to tell you when we got there, it was raining and it was dreary and it was cold and I didn't know anybody. And I was feeling like a fish out of water, which one of our mentors told me I was going to be feeling like, but I was like, no, I'm so flexible. I'm so resilient. That's, it's not even going to phase me. Are you kidding me? And then a couple of weeks later, I'm going to be in Bali with Bailey. So I'm going to be fine. So we pack up our cat and our dog and we're in a car. That was, I mean, I really do think that was a little bit traumatizing to me because the cat, our cat Blackie is, he is a special cat to us and he was having a hard time. And when we got there, he was having a hard time. And so, and you know, you keep your animals indoors. And so he was, we kept him indoors and he was just not bouncing back. Um, and so I tried my best. I mean, I, we left, I left a community that I'd been a part of for a very long time, for a very, very long time, like 25 plus years. I started mama Boot Camp there. I, I actually had given off over mama Boot Camp. We met and we had a big dinner with um, all the coaches and stuff that would have been part of my tribe for such a long time. And, and they were all pretty weepy. And then I've been having a lot of my friends, um, one of my very good friends, Diane, it just, it's just hard I, leaving all of that, leaving her, leaving my friendships, leaving the area. But then I thought about it while I was there and I thought, would I want to go back? And I wouldn't want to go back, but it was hard. And so I got to San Francisco and I am way out of sorts. And, and I don't want to tell my husband that I'm feeling like that because he's so thrilled to be there. I mean, he's like, it's like he's died and gone to heaven. He's coaching football. He gets to go fishing. He's got his boat. He's going to go hunting. I mean, all the things that he grew up doing. He's so excited. He's joining the bass club. He's having coaches meetings and I'm like just feeling out of sorts. So I get to San Francisco and I see Bailey and did I, Bailey, did I just start crying? Like what happened? I can't really remember, even remember what happened. Well, what happened was (laughs) I had called her when I was leaving (laughs) Vegas and I talked with her on the phone for a second and I was like, I hung up and I was like, that was weird because I knew, I knew, I was like that she's, I was like, maybe it's just cause she's running, like she's trying to get into her flight. But I was like, you just seemed stressed and off for sure. She's just very short. 
And so then when I see her in the airport and we like, we're going to Bali and I haven't seen her in a week and a half and I haven't heard her really about wedding. So I'm like excited to see her. And then she just looks at me and she's just frazzled. Like she, she doesn't know where anything is. She doesn't know where her phone's at. She's like, she called Janet, who's our admin. There's like all, she just starts laying all this stuff on me that's going on. And I'm like, well, it's nice to see you. And and okay, let's, we'll take it one step at a time. And so we, we get out to the car and like, she's lost her phone. Maybe like, like four times, <laughs> like, yeah, four or three times before we even got into the taxi. And so I just looked at her and I was just like, even taxi man looked back at me at one point. I was like, no, she's good. Like mind your own. <laughs> and so like, that's how out of sorts she was. And so we finally get to the, to the hotel and she like has said a couple comments and and then I like we got inside and I just looked at her and I was like are you is everything okay like are you okay and she just you just started crying you just started sobbing like like you couldn't catch your breath crying and and just like verbal vomit like you know <laughs> you're just like saying how much how you've been having a hard time in Idaho and with the change and, and, you know, change, we encourage change. We encourage when it's, when the universe is presenting it and encouraging you to move forward and to close out a chapter, we say it's really important to do it, but it doesn't mean that it's not challenging and Mm -hmm. we can make, you know, me and my mom are pretty adaptable, but we, there is change, like change is hard on a lot of us. And so and it happened so fast. Yeah. It happened and, so fast. And you're a sunshine girl, just like me. And so when it was, it was gray the whole time for you. So you just felt like a fish out of water, but mm-hmm. you had been stuffing it for so long too, because you, you're also a, a, a peacekeeper and you want to keep Grizz happy and you're, you're, you're not a peacekeeper. That's the wrong word. You're a rock for a lot of people in your life and so you can't lose your shit <laughs> you know especially when you know Grizz is feeling anxious about you know starting so many Football, new things yeah, yeah everything so yeah she just lost it when she saw me just completely lost I was it. sobbing I was gut-wrenching for like sobbing. two hours to the point where it was, in, it was really, it was, I'd never seen, she was honestly having an emotional breakdown. Yeah, I was. And to the For point sure. where, do you want to say the part or do you want me to? Oh yeah. I, well, she looked at me and she goes, have you been drinking? Because there was a time in my life, a long time ago, about 2008, when I was going through a really hard time where I, I drank to manage my all the th- stuff that was happening. It was a horrific time, 2007, eight, right around that time frame. So Bailey looked at me and she goes, have you been drinking? Cause I just, I don't drink. I, I don't drink at all because I just don't want to, I don't uh, feel the need to. And I want to um, add too, because yeah. yeah, it wasn't just like, because she was having that emotional you know, no. I can handle I was, it. It was like she was slurring her words. She kept dropping things. She <laughs> was like stumbling uh, around. Uh, like I was kind of around her trying to make sure she didn't go like fall into anything. And I mean, we even went to the and she would do this thing where she would start crying. <laughs> and then she would just hysterically start laughing and I'm like where (laughs) oh my gosh it was horrible I could not get myself together I could not the range of emotions I was just like it seems so unreal for me to be feeling that way because I hadn't I don't think I've ever felt that way I don't think I've ever ever felt that way it was just like and I and to be able to be with Bailey and have a safe place, and she said, yeah, "Of course, yeah, you, I am your safe place." But then she was like, "But you, you really seem like you've been drinking." And I like Bailey, I have not been like, where would I? When would I do this? Like, what are you talking about? And she's like, "You just so finally I just jumped, got up, we went to Starbucks, we went and grabbed some um, some coffee and stuff to drink because we were waiting to 
for some things. We're going to go get our toes done and stuff. And she goes way over in um, San Francisco, like, yeah. So I went and jumped on her lap and I lap and I breathed in her face. I go, smell this. And she goes, Oh, you really are having an emotional breakdown. (laughs) (laughs) In that moment, I was like, okay, she literally just needs to vent out and vent and process and get grounded because I would never normally say that, you know, but it was just, it, it's so, it, what we ended up talking about afterwards is just how wild it is, how Mm -hmm. the body and the mind and the nervous system reacts mm-hmm. when you're going through such stress. stress. I just felt so out of sorts. It took, and it took me, a, um, I, when we got here to Bali, it was raining and I was like, Oh, I really need some sunshine. <laughs> like I, I really, really need some sunshine. And it's amazing. It wasn't just the lack of sun in um, Idaho though. It was, really just being completely uprooted and completely uprooted and, and having my support system nowhere around. And usually I don't really need a lot. Like I don't need somebody holding my hand. I don't need, um, but I, I just needed to know that they're there, you know, like if I need something like it, I could always go to lifetime. Lifetime's a grounding vortex for me. I, I like working out there. And it was just like, I'm working out at Planet Fitness, which there's nothing wrong with Planet Fitness, but it's not, it's it's different. not a lifetime. Yeah, it's, it's not different. a lifetime. Yeah. And um, so I was jumping in the red light therapy, trying to get as much light in my body, but it was really, really wild. But I'm going to tell you is that um, stress, what it does on the body and the brain is is pretty, um, pretty crazy. So if anybody out there is experiencing stress and and managing it and knowing that you're going, gosh, I just feel so out of sorts. It's, it's normal. It's so normal. I just felt way, I felt so much better after Bailey um, gave me the space and held space for me so that I could just, I just needed to cry. I just needed to sob. Not, and, it, and I'm going to tell you, it's not because I want to go back at all. Cause I, I think about being back, not be back in the community, but back in the house. Mm-hmm. It's like there was so much density in that house. It was so t- ready. It was so time for me to leave that house. There was so much, so many um, memories stuffed into that house and so mm-hmm. much clutter stepped in, stuck in that house that it feels so much lighter. Like we went through this huge cleansing process. It really does feel like I got wrung out. That's and how it feels. It's mm-hmm. so interesting even because I was just thinking about it as you were saying that. I was imagining going back into that house and it's so interesting on when you let go, when you finally let go of something that is way, not necessarily overdue, but it's ready to be released. Mm -hmm. It's crazy how much it, I feel like we have expanded so Mm -hmm. much just in the span of two weeks, like within our business, within our mindset within our heal, like healing. Like for me, mm-hmm. I feel like I've healed, like I've been working so hard on let healing a lot of wounds within me over the mm-hmm. you know, past couple of years um, from, you know, my childhood, from my past um, heartbreak, from letting Bali go. But I feel like I've done so an immense amount of healing on so many things within just the span of two weeks. And so that's yeah. the thing that happens when you're when you allow yourself to trust and Mm -hmm. to move through the emotions, right? Like just because my mom had a hard, hard time with the move, it doesn't mean it was wrong. And then I Mm -hmm. imagine in my head, I imagine being back in that house as you were talking about it. And it's really interesting, especially when you start really paying attention to energy and you're, you get really present with how things affect your body. And even the thought of going back into that house, I felt my energy and my mindset start to constrict. And I felt Mm -hmm. starting to go back into that old box that held us for so long, but we, we were like tapping at the edges of the boxes. Mm -hmm. And I, it's just really, really fascinating, honestly, like how this 
life works and how timelines work and Mm -hmm. and every single we're not saying that like you know always be moving always be changing all but because every single chapter serves a purpose so maybe you're in the middle of a chapter and it's feeling really good right Mm -hmm. now and there's still a lot of growth and it feels fertile maybe you're in the beginning of one like we are and it feels like scary but exciting but emotional at certain points but really liberating and maybe Mm -hmm. you're at the end of a chapter where it's you know you're ready and you feel ready and you feel like you you're full that's what it feels Mm -hmm. like is you feel full from the chapter that you're in and in mm-hmm. order to begin again, right? It's like this beautiful death and rebirth, mm-hmm. the cycle, just like the seasons, just like nature around us goes through every single year. Um, you have to shed the old in order to bring in new. And so mm-hmm. it's just been such a beautiful experience that we've been so ready for. We were wanting to move mm-hmm. to Sacramento at the beginning of the pandemic, but I think that that was just because- yeah. We were going through so, you know, having to wait about Bali and have me moving back from Bali. I was like, just get me out of Sacramento, but it would have been the wrong time. And coming back to Bali any sooner would have been too much for me. I think it would have been really hard on me. I don't think I was ready until now. Like one of my best friends was messaging me and she goes, you understand that your angels and your guides would not put you there if they didn't know you weren't strong enough for it yet. Mm-hmm. And that's the same with every single transition. And so, yeah, I just am like, I'm really excited for you and I'm super excited for us and I'm excited for the risk that risks that we're willing to take for the benefit of recharge and to be able to create more light mm-hmm. here um on the planet on yeah the planet. and that's you know that's we talk about timelines all the time but it's so fun whenever you work with timelines because and when you're aware of them like you guys are getting if you haven't heard of them before which I'm sure you have if you listen to us but it's like the secret sauce you know, mm-hmm. because we hopped timeline. I hopped a huge timeline. Like I said, in the beginning of this, mm-hmm. when I decided, I remember it was in 2017 when I had met my ex and he would always talk to me about how, when he lived in Bali and I just kept getting this, in, this innate intuition hit, even when we were friends, I was like, will you take me to Bali? And I hopped a huge timeline when I made that decision mm-hmm. to come here and mm-hmm. you hopped a huge timeline when you made the decision to start mama Boot Camp. You hopped a huge mm-hmm. timeline when you started your career. I mean, it's these scary risks, but you you move on to a new a new timeline. A new you're hopping a new timeline is really know, really. I'm trying to think of a, another way to explain it, maybe for people that are well, like, you, well, it's like a it's like you could. We, I could have sat in in Sacramento and. And, you know, when we were there with, and Levi was there and you were there, it was a really happy time. That house was Mm -hmm. so nice with the fires at night and, you know, we had a big fireplace and we just, it was cozy and we all got to be together. I mean, that was a really special time, which that's, was part of it too, is knowing that I was leaving that, that era, that energy of us all being together. And so, but when you... And we, Grizz and I could have decided to stay there. We could have decided that even in spite of the calling, even in spite of the nudging, that something pushed him to look and see if there was a coaching job, which there are no accidents. That coaching job was exactly right near where he wanted to be, which is so wild. And he could have still said, no, you could, no, I'm too old or I'm too this, or I'm too that, or I haven't done it for a while. I'm too rusty. Could have been a lot of things. But when you when you choose to, to take a step into your higher self, it's actually, you know, stepping up and leveling up and choosing to better yourself. And when you better yourself, you better everything around you. So you're willing to grow. And I think that I'm sure a lot of you like work with the willing. I think the angels say, we're going to work with the willing. We're going to work with those who are willing to, who, to do things for the greater good. And the great, when it's the greater good for you, it generally is the greater good for those around you and generally greater good for society and generally greater good for the world. That's, 
kind of how it works. I I love, I love that. It gets me so excited. But like Bailey said, when you go through such a massive shift so quickly, it, it can be challenging. And it was for me for a minute. I had to, my body and my soul needed to catch up with the shift. Mm-hmm. It really did. You yeah. Know, does, yeah. Does that make sense? No. Yeah. That of course makes sense. And we're in a time right now too, where um, and I think that timeline, another way to explain timelines is just to, choosing to take like a diff, a new route, like a new tap into a new lifestyle, a new way of doing things. Like, for example, I could have stayed and there's nothing wrong with bartending, but my soul was at a certain point after three years of doing it. I wanted more. I, I had already filled out that that contract. So I could have, if I stayed on that timeline and chose that timeline, I would be bartending still. I would be in Reno. I would be running my favorite trails out there still, but I chose a different timeline. I chose a different lifestyle, a different path. And so one that fit me better after I had learned all the lessons I needed to learn in Reno after I finished that contract again out. But um, yeah, we're in a super pivotal time in our world right now where there's so many things going on within the collective that I don't even know where to start. Um, But there's a massive amount of shifts going on within consciousness on the planet. Have you noticed that spirituality now is becoming such a mainstream topic? It's not considered as much woo-woo anymore. There are people where they'll be um, in the closet with their spirituality. It's like normally now people are like, yeah, like, what's your moon sign? What's your moon sign? And so there's this huge awakening that's happening on the planet. And it's really interesting, actually, because I was reading this to my mom the other day, and I was saying that I want to share it on here. And um, it's talking about the quantum leap and paradigm shift. And so when, uh, do you guys remember when in 2012, the Mayans predicted that the world would end um, that year? And what it's really, what they meant by end is that it would reset the world would reset. And so since then, obviously that didn't happen, but according to the Ethiopian calendar, we're actually seven years behind, which would mean that in 2019, that was actually, that correlates now with the year 2012. So all the events that they were predicting are behind seven years. So the reset actually happened in 2019. And after that followed the pandemic. Now, the thing with the reset is that it causes a lot of us to go through activations and it's causing a huge reset within the planet, within um, Mother Gaia, the earth, where we're needing a new way of doing things. We're needing to shift the, again, timeline. Even the earth is going through a timeline right now and we need to shift the, the timeline that it's on because we can't, the way that we're living, you know, you, it's not, it's not a secret. It's not sustainable to, to life. And so what's happening is the dark has been trying to shut that down. It's been trying to shut down people waking up, people really tapping into their full embodiment, into their connection with source their connection with self, you know, we've been kind of numbed out for a really long time. We've been, our intuition has been never talked about, right? Our intuition Mm -hmm. is our inner compass. It's what lives within all of us. It's helping us on our soul journey here on what we need to learn and what we came here karmically to process. And so that's been shut down. It's, been completely shut down we've been told what to believe we've been told that we all need to think the same which is not the case that would be insane if we were all supposed to believe the same things and so mm-hmm. so right now um what happened in march which we talked about in the last podcast with astrology we had so many new shifts going on and there's been different um now we're getting super woo on the podcast so for all of our woo woo friends this is for you but there's been different portals that are being activated within mm-hmm. planet right now and in march there was a huge one um huge shift within the earth where a huge activation happened um in july it will happen in november so if you're feeling 
drawn to certain parts in the world, like really like soulfully drawn, I would really recommend going there. The There's different points on the grid, on the earth that activate each one of us um, differently. You can actually look it up um, within, it's like an astrology chart, but it's it's within um, where, yeah, where your your sun lines are and so many other things. There's, you can look at where you're your best to make money. You can look at where you're best to feel creatively expressed, where you're kind of more shut down. So it's just my main point with this whole spiel that my mom so kindly and patiently waited for me to finish <laughs> is that we, we uh, people are in this very, like, they feel like it's a daunting time, but it's not. And everybody who is here on the planet right now chose to be here during this time. And it's a very beautiful time. And the last time that our world went through um, the Aquarian age within Pluto, the Enlightenment um, age happened, the, the French Revolution, the huge pivots within the planet. So I really think we're going into a beautiful time, but this kind of work tapping back into our spiritual essence that's within all of us is going to help save this world in a lot of ways mm-hmm. but take us on a, to a, a beautiful timeline that is offering mm-hmm. that's being offered to us right now or we can go on to a completely different timeline that is you know I'm like I don't know if I want to bring my I don't know if I want to have kids and bring them into that w- weird timeline so yeah there's you know there's timelines for everybody there's timelines for my mom there's timelines for me there's timelines for a chingu here in Bali mm-hmm. Yeah. And one thing that I do want to share is that if you're feeling fear and you're feeling, um, if you're feeling fear, anxiety, those are, those are things when Bailey was talking about the dark, that's the, that's the opposite of the light. That's the things that want to keep you off of your timeline because you might be sharing all of your gifts and really encouraging people on uplifting the planet and sharing lots of love. Cause when you're sharing love, you cannot be in fear you can't, you can't be in fear and be in love at the same time. It's, it's impossible. And so to feel that unconditional love for each other, for yourself, working with just yourself, and then listening when you're being called to do something and then not allowing fear to stop you, like gathering up your best people to cheer you on or having someone where you can go and have, even while you're doing it, even while you're walking through it, like I am, like I was, and then, then had that emotional breakdown with Bailey. I still was doing it, mm-hmm. even though I was in the middle of of feeling way out of sorts, like completely not, not like myself. And um, but I did it anyway because I knew it was the right thing. Something inside of me was like, "Yes, this is the right choice. Yes, this is where you're supposed to be." And it's pretty wild to see it, to see. Once you get to the other side, you go, wow, that was, that was, that was gnarly. That was gnarly. But, but I did it anyhow. And so find your support, find your people say, I'm feeling afraid, but I'm going to do it anyhow. I'm going to walk through this anyhow, because I'm really know that this is the right thing to do. So um, that's a timeline hop where now we've, we stepped into the, I really feel expansiveness and light and you know it feels so much more grounded now that I've made it through when I was walking through it it was not it did not feel light it did not feel I was not grounded I was shifting you know when you're shifting you're not going to feel grounded sometimes yeah yeah Yeah, I just this is one of my favorite topics I just think that you know life is so people sometimes look at what we do and how we choose to live our life and they say to us, wow, must be nice. Or wow, you're like, they say stuff that they'll say, you're so lucky. And for the longest time, it made me want to become smaller. It made me want to like feel guilty, like not kind of show as much. But the truth is, is that my mom and I are no different than you. Mm-hmm. We're no different. Truly, we all have gifts mm-hmm. here. And Mm -hmm. my mom's gifts are different than mine and mine are different than hers and yours are different. You have gifts, whoever's listening to this, that my mom and I can never touch. Never. It's it's specifically meant for you. And, and at the same time, the life that we live, you, maybe if you lived it, you wouldn't like it as much, but 
there is a dream out there that you think about or that you fantasize about that you think you are not special enough to have. And that's just, that's not the case. And I love this topic so much because it shows you that this life is not, you don't have to waste it in fear, but you just have to simply trust your intuition and trust that you're you have this beautiful unseen support with you. And the more you ask it for help and to, to light up the steps in front of you, the more that you're going to find a life that feels fulfilled, that feels full of abundance, that feels even in the hard times mm-hmm. feels amazing. And like you're on path like yeah. alive, like even in the mm-hmm. times when I showed up here in Bali and I was, I was crying because it was, you know, it was so emotional, but I still was so grateful. And because I knew that I was on path. And so, yeah, I think that that's the main point with the timeline hopping is that if you're feeling called to, even if it's as simple as, you know, taking a new route to work, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. it's, there's little moments in the mundane to timeline hop. So, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, we're, if you're wondering why this is sounding so different, we're recording on zoom. We've went on this huge hunt because I le- um, lost the cord for the mics and the cord. We found one in um, Chengdu and it doesn't work. So I'm recording on Zoom. I'm in one room of our villa and my mom's in another. So <laughs> we're hopefully, going to get this figured out and sorted. So it will sound a little bit better next time. But we hope that you enjoyed the listen. Um, and yeah, if you guys have any questions, you guys can always find us on Recharge the Soul um, on Instagram or on Facebook, or very easy to find. So sending you so much love and we will be sharing more from Bali after our next our retreat. Our retreat starts on Friday. So it'll be at the end of next week. Yes. So sending you guys all the love. All the love. Talk Until then. You, you soon. Bye. Bye.